Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Hey, thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. All right, we're back. We're ready to rock. Mindy, please tell our listeners what film we're going to be talking about today. Today, we are going to be talking about the new film Elvis, starring Austin Butler. And Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks, but <laughs> Austin Butler as the leading named character. <laughs> that's right. This has been a film that's been on my radar for a long time, and I'm so happy that we finally got to sit down and watch it. Now, am I bummed we didn't get to sit in the theater? A little bit. I'm not going to lie. But it was amazing. I haven't been that glued to watching a biopic in a long time. So, uh, Mindy, what did you know about this movie going into it? Um, all I knew about it was that... It was about Elvis, obviously. <laughs> it had Tom Hanks in it, who was playing kind of a bad guy character, which is kind of different for him. Yeah. And that's really all I knew. And honestly, I didn't even know in real life about this Colonel Tom Parker character. I, I didn't know very much about Elvis in real life before I watched this movie. So I learned quite a bit. That was my next question. Is actually, do, you, do you know any Elvis music? Are you even an Elvis fan? No, I mean, I know the classic Elvis songs, but I don't know any of, and I know like who his wife was and his kid is and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't know right. about Colonel Tom Parker or any of that other stuff that went down. I knew that, you know, I remember hearing, you know, he used to do some kind of cheesy Vegas act for a while, like towards the end. And so now, mm. you know, I got to find out why and how. <laughs> would you really say it was cheesy though? That looked pretty high end for that time. Well, I would say starting out, it was really high end. I think towards the last, you know, you know, he did it for like five years, I think. So like years four and five, you could tell like the show was waning. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not the biggest Elvis fan in the world. Uh, I have a passing knowledge. I have been to Graceland. Um, yeah, I have. I've been to Graceland. I remember um, the tour. I saw his, you know, his fleet of planes, uh, his cars. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, Graceland in itself is is definitely, if you're touring America, make it a pit stop. It's really cool. And you don't even have to be a fan of the king to appreciate just how intricate the, 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 the house is. Plus, and this is an added bonus, a lot of people don't know this, Elvis is buried at Graceland. So... Apparently, I, I read this actually a couple of days ago, is 
uh, when they when he when he passed away, they had a big you know state funeral for him. And apparently, people tried to steal his body, so they dug it up, him and his mom, and brought it to Graceland, and he's buried on the property. It's kind of weird and creepy. Why? Would yes, a little steal bit. His body. <laughs> Someone wanted to steal Elvis's body, so there you go. So, obviously, like I said, this is a biopic about Elvis. It takes it from. Doesn't really start at the very beginning. It picks up more towards where he's like in his late teens before he gets right after he got discovered by Sam Cooke at Sun Records. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, it's it's a basic plot. Takes it through forty two years of his life, which when I found out he died at forty two, it bummed me out a little bit. So. And why is that, Derek? Because I feel like I haven't done anything with my life that the king did. Because how old are you? Forty two. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's a great film. Uh, like I said, a lot of great performances in this film. But the one thing I will say this is not a bunch of other than Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is pretty much the most famous and probably the most famous film star we've got left in America. Not a lot of huge like power power stars in this. Um, Austin Butler, I remember him from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I brought that up to you while we were watching the movie that he was Tex, the guy who tried to kill Sharon Tate. Yes, I believe and, you made me pause the film to point out that fact. Well, it was an interesting, like, it was a little thing, yeah. And then uh, Richard Roxburgh, he's a uh, staple of Baz Luhrmann films. Like, he's amazing in Moulin Rouge. Really creepy dude in that. He played uh, Elvis's dad. So, um, but yeah. So Mindy, of course, has her amazing notebook just lying around. Let's see what <laughs> she put pen to paper in. Not a whole lot on this film. Just a couple of general thoughts I had. Austin Butler was super awesome as Elvis. I thought he did a great job. And I was reading online because I was like, did he sing everything or not? And it, I think it said he sang up. Let me see. Um, so he does all his own singing and dancing as young Elvis. But from the 1968 special onward, they dubbed Elvis's original performances in. Mm. So that was kind of interesting. But, you know, for a good chunk of the film, he did do the singing and dancing. I thought he did great as Elvis. So yeah. just one general comment there. I 100% agree with you. I think when it comes on to talk about Oscars, I definitely think he's going to be in the conversation for best. Oh, actor. yeah, for sure. Um, I also, you know, some other things talked about, you know, I don't really have a lot of Elvis knowledge, but I didn't know that he had a twin brother that died at birth. So that was kind of interesting and in that his family kind of it, it was like when the moon came out it was like oh joey or whatever his brother's name was is looking down on us tonight better better do a good performance or whatever it was kind of like motivating to him and it was like he was trying to do so much because he was the only one that survived so i thought mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting and sad um one quote i wrote down was it doesn't matter if you do 10 stupid things as long as you do one smart thing hmm. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Mm. And then it was, like I said, it was kind of different to see Tom Hanks play a bad guy character because you were like, man, that guy is a sleazeball. Why oh, yeah. would anybody get involved in business with him? So I thought that was kind of interesting. And I, like I said, I had no idea about this character in real life. So that was that was all new to me. You're saying right there, you know, I don't know why anybody would get involved with this guy. If we go back to a couple of Derek and Mindy's family movies ago when we did Rock of Ages... The same argument can be made for Paul Giamatti's character. Why would anybody get in bed with that guy? You know he's shady as hell. It's because they want that. They throw that lifestyle. We'll make millions. Yeah. We'll, he's like, oh, you're not. You could be doing this and making yeah. that. I'm gonna buy your mom a whole fleet of pink Cadillacs. We can do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For fame and fortune. I mean, the the, the regular reasons people do stupid things. <laughs> uh, on my, I do have one note, but I've kind of I saved on my phone. But I will say this: for those of you who were paying attention during the early, early, early days of the COVID nineteen pandemic, Tom Hanks and his wife were one of the very first people to ever get COVID while they were making this movie. So yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. And they were they were down for a while because we didn't know anything about it back then. So yeah. Uh people who were up for the role of Elvis Presley, we got Aaron Taylor Johnson, everybody knows his kick ass. Uh Harry Styles was up for it. Miles Teller. That would be an interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing Miles Teller take a go at it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, apparently um, Butler won the role after impressing the director with an audition tape of him singing Unchained Melody. So there you go. And apparently Denzel Washington had a huge part of him getting cast in that role. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, yeah. I mean, I also, I will say this, this was really, really important as well. And I brought this to the seminar at work today. When Elvis was getting established, everybody knew that he was taking black gospel, black blues, black R&B and incorporate it into his act. And they really hit that hard in the movie where they show him in you know, the black neighborhoods talking to the big black artists at the time, Little Richard, B.B. King, those the powerhouses of the black community in the black culture of that time. And he was taking, and then of course, you know, they're talking about it, you know, during segregation, he can't be singing black music on the radio. He can't be doing this, can't be doing that. And I thought they captured that beautifully. No, I, I agree, yeah. A couple other tidbits of trivia I found online. When they showed this film at the Cannes Film Festival, after it was over, they had a 12-minute standing ovation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. And let me see. I saw something else. Um, This says, while he was playing Elvis, Austin Butler wore 90 costumes throughout the film. (laughs) He didn't have a lot of awesome costumes. I thought they did a great job with that. I thought... You know, we streamed this, but it was in 4K. But so I thought the colors and the sparkle, and I just thought it was a really visually pleasing film as well. Mm. So apparently during the credits, I guess we didn't pay attention, Eminem and Dr. Dre have a song called The King and I, uh, which is on the set, the film soundtrack. Dang it. I didn't know that. Wow. Listen to the credits. I guess we listen to the credits. Wow. Well, it was um, a 48-hour rental, so we can go back. Yeah, we can go back. We can go back and watch it. Uh, I will say this, though. And again, for me, my favorite scene in the whole movie was when he was doing the, um, oh, it was his first Vegas appearance, you know, that that in that theater. I just, the power of his performance. And you're sitting there like, holy shit, that's Elvis. You, you know, like, that's the real Elvis you're seeing there, you know? Even though it's really him as an actor, you know, but it just, you just, that, that moment of the moment of disbelief went away, and you're like, "Oh my God, I'm watching an Elvis performance right here!" And he was just powerhousing it through there. And then um, I love the fact that at the very end they sweeped into into reality, where you saw the real Elvis. You know, yeah, it was Other- yeah his last bit where he was playing like his last show at the mm-hmm. Vegas at the International in Vegas. It was Austin Butler. And then it was because you and then I think you and mom were like, oh, wait, is that him or Elvis? And then it was like, nope, that was him because now they're showing Elvis because but it was like pretty seamless. Like you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They did a great job of making him look like Elvis. Yeah, he really did. And, you know, Elvis died. Was it 78? I think it was 1978. Elvis died. 
I wish I could have been alive to have seen Elvis. I'm a, I'll just be 100% honest with you. I think it would have been a really, really cool moment in history to see Elvis Presley. You know, and not even say see him live, but just, just 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 be in the in the same time that he was around. And the more you learn about Elvis, you know he was a very complicated person. Like he got deputized by Richard Nixon, so he could carry a gun everywhere he wanted to go. He um, it came out years and years later, but he advocated Richard Nixon to ban the Beatles from coming to America again because he thought that the British invasion was a poor uh, influence on the American youth, which which was like crazy. But um, yeah, it was the same. So with that said, I think we've uh, encapsulated the movie pretty good. Let's just go ahead and get to our uh, rating scale. Mindy, you want to kick us off? Okay. Derek, will you tell us what a one star is? It is bloody awful. Two stars. It is bloody uninspired. Three stars. Bloody average. Four stars. Bloody brilliant. And five stars. Bloody marvelous. <laughs> Okay, so I really enjoyed this film. I, you know, I think we put off watching it because I was like, I don't know. I mean, you know, Elvis is great and all, but I didn't, wasn't a huge Elvis fan. But I would say I was pleasantly surprised by it. I thought Austin Butler did a great job. Tom Hanks was great sleazy manager guy. Um, the visual effects were great. The singing was excellent. So I'm going to give this four stars. Bloody brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, I know you weren't that excited to watch. It. I remember showing you the trailer for it and you were kind of like, eh, you know, so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For me, kind I had my expectations kept in check. Uh, I really wish now that I had seen the theater, but it is what it is. I spilt milk under the bridge. But I will say this, uh, I haven't been that moved by a biopic since I saw Walk the Line with um Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. I have not been that moved by a musical biopic since Walk the Line. So it's yeah, funny I, you mentioned that because I was thinking that when we were watching the movie, I was like this a little bit. I mean, it was less of a love story, I think, than Walk the Line. It was mm -hmm. more about his music, but I thought there was a lot of similarities between these yeah. two. That's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all, all in all, I give us a five. Bloody marvelous, and I Woo! and I have even pre-ordered the 4K because I can't wait to watch it again. So yeah, That's absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> bloody, bloody marvelous. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I encourage anyone who's listening, uh, when it comes to HBO Max or when it comes released on disc, pick it up or watch it right away. Austin Butler is going to be a big star one day. And I'm telling you right now, this movie right here, he's definitely in the conversation for a best actor nomination when it comes time for the award season. Well, on that note, we just want to say thanks to everybody for listening as always. And if you keep listening to them, we'll keep making them. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you at, at the movies, planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.